Yeah, well, the thing is, like, Butcher's Bay is sort of the better version of Dark Athena. Yeah, like, Dark Athena is all, all right, but Butcher's Bay is far and away the better one. Um, Does Dark Athena have Ice Cube in it? Exhibit? No, I mean, no. Exhibit, yeah. <laughs> I'm a hard-ass Ex- screw. Exhibit as, as the party. Cell. Oh, snap, son. <laughs> we heard you like murder, so we put some helpless victims in your cell so you can murder while you... Well, it's falling it's apart. I hadn't really, I, you can murder <laughs> while you're in here for murder. <laughs> so you can murder while you're serving time for murder. Exactly. All right, you, let's clap. Okay. One, two, three. I mean, I could always break it down with some, uh, some World of Warcraft patch day, son. Oh, snap. I'm so excited. Why, I actually saw on game trailers that they released a new trailer for World of Warcraft. Do they even have to advertise for that game at this point? Uh, I mean, it was probably a trailer for the patch. They always do that. Really? They put together like a two-minute machinima. Oh, basically yeah. That's exactly about, what about, it was. About the lore of whatever's going down in the patch. I haven't actually watched the one for the new one. I only care so... Like, it's strange because I feel like I care more about the lore than most of the people in our guild. But that number is precipitously low and falling quickly. What, the number of people in your guild? No, no, the, the number of how much I care about the lore. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I guess there's... I don't know. There's something going down. All I really care is that there's new bosses. It looked uh, like they had some kind of arena set up. Yeah, the, the new raid is a, it's a coliseum. So you, you ride around on horses, and there's some mount, mounted combat. And then you fight some normal bosses. Uh, I mean, they were gearing up for it. The previous patch had sort of the prelude to this. Uh, I don't know. It's cool. I, I, I almost wish it hadn't come out so fast because, you know, when the patch comes, essentially all the gear gets reset. Like, the gear level goes up a lot every time there's a patch. And we hadn't finished the stuff in the previous patch. So it's going to be like a little easier now to do the stuff that we hadn't finished. And that's a little disappointing. Mm. So like the way it works is, you know, you get one of these big raids and now what they're doing is with most of the bosses in the raid, you have the option of doing them in a harder way where the encounter changes. And we have just started doing those. And we actually, we just got our first real one down the night before the patch happened, which was really exciting. Like, uh, it forces you to think about the encounter in a different way. We really had to change up what we were doing. And it really, like, keeps you busy, which is good because some of those earlier bosses in the dungeon, I was, like, practically taking a nap while we were fighting them. I was like, all right, just stand still. Don't stand in the fire. Push my buttons. But in this one, I was like, all right, I got time to cool downs. Everything's got to go off in just the right order. All right. Oh, shit's happening. Got to hit the buttons. Got to put up my bubble. Oh, snap. You actually had to pay attention while playing Warcraft? Yeah, it was messed up. You couldn't just play Bejeweled while playing Warcraft? Well, I... I don't play Bejeweled. I, I get back to the dungeon after a wipe. I don't play Peggle waiting for people to resurrect me. <laughs> I'm there front and center, which is like a little stressful. Like, it's fine when it's just the 10 of us, but a couple nights ago, we decided to do one of the 25-man dungeons, 
So there were seven of eight, seven or eight of us, and you know, twenty some nublets that just came along for the ride. And as far as doing a pickup group goes, they were pretty good. But like, you know, when we wipe on a boss, it's like two minutes, and you're back in there. And when a bunch of random people wipe on a boss, you're there for like twenty minutes. And it's like, all right, guys, you know, the, the path through the instance didn't change. Just go the direction where there aren't guys. <laughs> I mean, the, the constant analogy is herding cats, which is often how it feels in those sorts of situations. It's like, no, you know, I don't no, think... oh, no, oh, no, oh, you're not going to listen to me. Okay, you're just going to stand in the corner. That's fine. I don't think anybody has ever really tried to herd cats. They've just appreciated that as a difficult idea. Yeah. Dude, well, this is the like realization of form. Give me a can of tuna and a burlap sack. I'll herd your I mean, cats for you. That's essentially what the gear at the end of the boss is. <laughs> yeah. It's like, all right, just keep going for the tuna. Oh, we're almost there. Oh, no, you stood in Come a on. meteor. Come on, pub. You know you want some epic loot, pub. Come on. Epic loot nope. this way. Nope, you got hit by the shockwave. Oh, you're dead. Yeah. (laughs) There's especially, there's this one that you could call the Widowmaker. It's like the easiest thing to do in the world. There's this boss where every, like, minute or so, he pops up on this platform, and then you have to run around and avoid explosions. But it is is just a very simple pattern. Like, the, the room is divided into four quadrants, and at any time one of those quadrants is safe. So you just, you just walk from one to the next one to the next one to the next one. And like you just watch the names pop up as dead on your screen when people can't <laughs> figure it out. Like it's so... The, you, you could have no experience in there and all you have to say is walk to the place that just exploded. And people still don't get it. It's, it's kind of funny like that. I mean... The same what? thing was true in the last expansion, where every 45 seconds, the boss might cast an ability where all you would have to do is not move. Yeah. People it is kind of some- funny. There's a, uh, in uh, Heroes of New Earth, or Dota, I don't really care which you call it, but I think Heroes of New Earth is different enough that you should call it its own game. But in Heroes of New Earth, there's a character that has basically the same thing, and so he shoots you with it, and if you run away, you take huge damage. And every time it kills me, I feel pretty dumb. But usually there's a lot going on on the screen, so you can't really tell you've been hit. Yeah, well, I mean, the thing is about, like, an RTS game is that your guys may have been in the middle of an auto-move or something. There's, there's no real equivalent in WoW. Yeah. Speaking of Dota-esque games, we got Dawn of War 2. Oh, yeah? And I am, I am pretty happy with it. Really? So the way, the way the campaign works is that you've got one commander guy and three other squads out of, I guess, a possible five. Um, so I figured the co-op would be sort of the person who would play the commander would have all the fun. Dave? Uh-oh. Hello? Yeah, I hear you. You're uh, back. Shit, shit died. Uh, hold on one second. Okay. All right. This is going to be really awkward because... My phone is plugged in, and the cord is not quite long enough, but I'll figure it out. Why don't you just unplug it? If it's been plugged in, it's probably charged enough, right? Uh, well, hopefully. It's only been plugged in for, like, ten minutes. I guess I oh, can no, probably was... get... All right, well, hold on. We'll, we'll try it. 
we, we got to believe. All right, let's let's give it a shot. We're trying it. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, I figured the the person who was the the commander would sort of have all the fun, and the person who was the second player would sort of just be the bitch. But <laughs> that's not really the case. So uh, each every squad has their little level up tree, and they can all put equipment on. And there's really no difference between the commander and the rest of the squads in that respect. They're all equally robust, if you want to call it that. Um, so yeah, just each person controls two separate squads, and you you basically play it like an RTS with no base building. So it's it's really Dota in that respect. Huh. Um, and between it, like, hello, is this still working? Yeah. Joel. Yes. Dave? Hello? Dave? What the hell was that? I don't know. Uh, okay, well, I guess it's working or something, maybe. I don't know. Uh, so, as I was saying, um, I kind of figured that whoever was the co-op partner would be sort of the bitch. And uh, whoever, held, whoever was playing the commander would have all the fun. Um, and it turns out that's not really the case, that... Every, every squad has their own equally robust uh, talent tree, and they all get to put on different equipment. And there's really functionally no difference between the commander and the squads. They're just different types of units. So it's, it's fun for everyone. And uh, you, just, you basically just play it like, like a Dota-type RTS. It's that, that between the missions, you go back to base... And you get to equip new stuff, and you get to decide which missions you'll take on. And there's, it's like super wow. Like, there's, you get loot for going on the missions. You get green and blue items that determine their rarity. And that does I, sound pretty fun. I, mean, I guess there's some story. I, I don't know. We're trying to stop an alien invasion. People aren't listening to us. We're like, lady. There's an alien invasion happening on your planet right now. She's like, I don't know. I don't see it. It's like, it's right in front of you. The trees are being mutated into horrific versions of themselves. That could be anything, really. Swamp gas, maybe. Well, why would you ever listen to the Empire anyway? Those guys are jerks. They're probably getting ready to burn the whole planet down. If you think somebody can't burn down a planet, you've never met the Empire. (laughs) (laughs) We weren't going to burn it down this second. We were going to try to save it, maybe, if we had time, I think. It was totally on the plan well, for next Tuesday. I'm it's just saying, item. for the very this very moment, we're saving the planet. And after we save the planet, maybe we'll burn it down. But if we don't save it, it's going to get burned down right now. So at worst, you're buying yourself like a week. <laughs> you got to like those odds, lady. Now please, get out of the and way. And also, we'll just purge you with fire. They're going to inject you with their ovipositors and turn you into a bizarre mutant creature. Which is worse, I ask you. Your brain will be locked as if in a cage, just watching your body commit these horrific acts. (laughs) Oh, man. The lore of 40K. Delightful. Yeah, it's pretty ridiculous. It's also somewhat difficult to... uh, Tell it to Grotz as we're playing because it's just so absurd that there's some of these things are just so hard to explain. Yeah. Wait, so those guys like are a- Marines too? Well, sort of. They're Chaos Marines. What's the difference? Uh, they hate everything. Well, that doesn't make any sense. It's just a game. It's like, 
Well, humanity's emperor has been elevated to godlike status, except he was in a fight like 3,000 years ago, and he was kind of put into like a comatose state. But they keep him around. I'm not really sure why. Uh, and every day they have to feed him like the brains of a million psychic people to keep him alive. I think something like that. I don't. I don't really know the rationale behind it. <laughs> yeah, I never really. Uh, I don't know. 40k is pretty sweet. Yeah, I mean the 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 people who make this game also make the World War II game. Uh, Company Heroes, and essentially, I think they're basically just the same game. Just one has a World War II setting, and I think that's enough to turn me off from it. Because, really? like, I, I mean, I, I like the power armor, and I like that you get big robots, and that you, just you fight that it's weird aliens. World War Two games. Yeah, it's just like, eh, because you, you think of Company of Heroes, and you're like, what is that? Like, Medal of Honor, Call of Duty, one of them things. Medal of Honor, Duty Call. That's my favorite game ever. And I, I, I really dig the the simplified way the game is set up. Like you only, there's no micromanagement. Well, I mean, there's some. It, your squads all have abilities, but there's no like 600 actions per minute, a la Starcraft. Like none of that intense requirement on. Even uh, the original Warhammer wasn't really like that, though. Yeah, the, ori- the original Dawn of War, yeah, was pretty stripped down. Well, they, they kind of go different routes. Um, like, there's the resource management in the Dawn of War games was very different, where you, it was kind of like, um, what was that game? Total Annihilation, where you would kind of have unlimited resource nodes that you would just have to capture, and then they would it was like continue overtime, to yeah. produce re- resources for you. You wouldn't have to have minor units set up to get you the stuff. And you couldn't just drop someone in the back of the base and kill all your miners <laughs> and basically ruin things for them. Lol. While going kek. Kek, kek, kek. Kek, 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 But uh, oh, it's, it's, so, it's so funny to, like, you're playing the Warhammer 40K RTS, and you're like, hey, this is a lot like StarCraft. But in fact, <laughs> StarCraft. Easy nerd. Easy nerd. I think the uh, yeah, I think there was like a penny arcade about that at some point where oh right, that was yeah, that was that like really funny comic where uh, yeah, where Gabe was like, like World of War, Warhammer forty k, more, more like Starcraft forty k. Am I right? <laughs> yeah, he's like I will I will unhinge my jaw and as I devour you, I sing the song from my seventh mouth that commenced the ending of the world. Oh, yeah. The, I don't know. I, I guess that was the same one. Yeah, he's going to sing the song that ends the world. Oh, that was good. That was a really funny comic. So, I mean, I like it because it, the RTS appeals to me. And the single campaign, single player campaign is totally like an RPG with the leveling up. And you've got skill trees like in Mass Effect where if you proceed long enough down like the melee path or the range path, you unlock separate abilities. Um. So the leveling up is fun, and you only have to control two squads in co-op, so it's pretty simple. And it adds for a lot of really fun tactics that you, know, you wouldn't really have playing it by yourself. Or you would, but it wouldn't be as fun. You know when you're playing Halo, and you've got like one guy sniping, and the other guy goes in melee? 
It's yeah. like that, but like an RTS. So I've got like the heavy weapons guys. So I'll be like, I'll pull, I'll pin those guys down with my heavy weapons guy, and that lets Grot sneak around to throw a demolition pack with her scouts and blow up a building behind them. Yeah, it's always more like satisfying that. when that stuff is slightly less complicated and you can just communicate what you want to happen to somebody else. Yeah. I always find that like when, when you do that kind of crap yourself, you're always like, well, I mean, I did it, but it just it wasn't the same. It's, I bet it has a lot to do with the fact that there's somebody else there to appreciate how awesome it well, was. Well, yeah, guys it's blew it's up. what we what we always say. Like the co-op, just there's something sort of ephemeral about it that improves the experience, but you don't really know why. It's just having another person there doing the same thing you are. When you do something really cool, there's someone to sort of resonate your feelings and then it gets you it, it gets echoed back at you and then you echo it back at them so you get the the infinite feedback loop of awesome it's true as it has been described that and was I awesome guess the, that was awesome that was awesome that was awesome. exactly and then i guess the multiplayer i think is just a pretty pretty standard rts i haven't actually played it but if it's got co-op they, who even cares yeah i i don't know i i, I don't feel like i'm ever gonna necessarily touch the multiplayer but the co-op we're having a lot of fun with it and there's there's always just something around the bend it's like ooh, if we do that next mission we get a plasma gun <laughs> oh snap red hot plasma <laughs> for your face <laughs> though I've, i feel pretty stupid i uh i was upgrading my heavy weapons guys like health because i was like if i go halfway up the health tree he gets power or what's it called Terminator armor, the like really badass power armor. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I was like, sweet, unlocked. And I was like, wait, it didn't change. And I moused over the tooltip. And I was like, ah, it gives him the ability to equip power armor. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, every mission, I'm like, did we get Terminator armor? No. <laughs> so, you raced up the skill trees too soon, not unlike yeah. Icarus. Well, unfortunately, there, there, there's no respecking. Like it, it looks like whatever you choose, that's what you're stuck with. So I think I made sort of a crucial mistake. There's, a, I gave my guy the ability, like he has grenades that are a limited use, um, and I gave him the ability that instead of them being a limited use, you can, uh, it converts him to something that regenerates over time. It basically just gives him a cooldown. And I was like, that seems really useful. But it turns out limited is, it's really limited in name only. <laughs> like, because you get these supply drops and there t you max out at nine grenades. And there are times where I'm like, we better not pick up any more crates. We already have nine of every power we could use. <laughs> so I really could have, I could have put those points to good use somewhere else. And th there's like a... There's a, a sort of time limit thing in the game that we're only just figuring out. So, missions, you'll only have a certain amount of days to complete them. Or and they if go you away. do, yeah. And if you do, if you do really well on a mission, you'll get essentially extra time to do other missions. So now we have to be, we're like, we have to be very cautious and it, it puts another layer of intensity in the game because now it's not good enough just to beat the mission. You have to beat it without any of your squads getting knocked unconscious, or you have to like totally cleanse the area of enemies or do it quickly. That's one of those so, things that's going to last about 10 seconds before you get bored of busting your balls trying to be absolutely perfect through an entire mission. Well, fortunately, the barrier to entry is pretty low. <laughs> so that's <laughs> when, like, it's not that hard to, to reach the goals. 
like I remember that was the way I, like Otogi kind of started out that way. It was like I'm gonna collect 100% spirits from every level. I ended up doing that six months later after I beat the game, and that was only because I wanted to get the Moonblade. Yeah, well, yeah, in the beginning, like the first couple levels, you're like, all right, knocking Birdman into dojos. And after a while, you're like, I don't, do I have to knock down every tree? I don't, I don't know how this works exactly. It's complicated. I mean, it's like a forest. The whole forest is made of trees. Oh, that was an awesome mission. The one where you had, there were just masks on the screen, and you needed to get that sick combo. Yeah, the, like, 999-hit combo. You're like, where am I going to do that? And then, like, a thousand masks appear on the screen at once, and you just jump up. (laughs) Just pull out your staff and start swinging. Yep. That was to give you a breather. I know. God, that game's good. I'm going to go play it right now. Uh, uh, Joel? Joel? Are you still there? Oh, playing a togi. (laughs) Hold on. I'm playing a togi. I'm jamming nails into this demon guy's hands to reseal him. <laughs> These guys need to get some better nails. Or at this least equip awesome. me with a black and decker. <laughs> you expect to hold down a spider demon with, what is this, ten penny? You guys are crazy. It's like, give me some mortar screws. I'll get this job done right. <laughs> oh, yes. The only new. I mean, that, that's generally what I've been playing. Yeah, the only new uh, thing, or really, not even really new, the only rehash I've been playing is uh, Butcher Bay on the Xbox 360. Pretty fun. Yeah. Killing people is the Vin Diesel. <laughs> I very much enjoy the fact that I, I was able to experience it in full color as it was intended this time. <laughs> yes. Uh, so so you're, you're what? Partially, you haven't gotten to Dark Athena yet? No, I have not gotten to Dark Athena yet. Dark Athena basically, like, just nixes the stealth gameplay. Really? That's kind of sad. The stealth gameplay was the best part. Yeah. Though they do have this thing that's kind of cool, where they don't give you a gun for a long time, and instead you're forced to, um... There are these drones that you kill, and then you can pick up the body of the drone and fire their gun, which is kind of a fun mechanic. It gets exhausting after a while, where it's like... I gotta get another drone. <laughs> but for for the first couple hours, you're like, all right, picking up a drone. Brr, brr, brr. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I kind of feel like the stealth gameplay is pretty fun, but it's kind of annoying at the same time because every once in a while you just come around a corner and there's some dude with an assault rifle there and you get totally wasted. And yeah. the lack of uh, checkpoints, that ain't fun. I turned yeah, off the game the first time. Vicious. And came back to it assuming that every time it had loaded, it had also saved. That was an incorrect assumption. I was pissed. (laughs) That was from a different time when they weren't so generous with the checkpoints. I couldn't believe it. I played the game for like an hour and did not get to a checkpoint. I was shocked. It's like, all right, playa, there's 16 groups of guys you got to go through. (laughs) Then you'll get to a checkpoint. I guess it's not really that hard. You just have to move really slow. Because yeah, most of the time, a, you can see people coming from really far away. The problem is that you get to a point where you've died so many times that you just don't want to take it slow anymore. That only ends up in more deaths. Yeah. You're like, I don't really need to like sneak up behind these guys. I can just shoot them with a shotgun, right? No. No, you cannot. <laughs> they are stronger than you. 
and they have a robot suit. <laughs> well, it's really, I mean, I don't know. The inclusion of robots, things I have to sneak around. It's like, I better be able to choke that robot out. That's all I want to do. Nope. It's like it just gets up on its back and like starts twisting its head. I was yeah. like, what, what are you doing? That's not going to work. Oh, I wait. got you, robot. Wait it's a like second. A sweet spot between the third and fourth vertebrae. Like, this is a robot. It doesn't even have a spine. Why is it crippled? Oh my gosh. You need to get to Dark Athena just so you can hear some of just the horrendous dialogue in that one. And when you find things that are especially egregious, I need you to write them down and then report them to the podcast. All right. Because I'll... I felt so bad that I couldn't remember any like the really bad stuff he says in that game. Because there's way more dialogue in the in the second one, and there's all these like people you have to talk to, and he's always like being such a hard ass. Like there's the, these aren't situations that call for a hard ass. It's like Riddick, these are your friends. Stop punching them. Well, it's like one where there's like a little kid that's stowed away on the ship, and eventually her mom dies, and then he gives her like a speech about how you got to be tough to make it in this world, and it's pretty bad. Life sucks, and then you die, little girl. It's like, Did I wow, tell Riddick. you about the time? Four fast, four furious. <laughs> most fastest, most furiousest. <laughs> three fast, three furious. Tokyo Drift. Oh, man. I love it how when the, that new one came out, they were like, this is definitely the best in the series. And I was like, that yeah. is definitely not a recommendation. <laughs> I, I don't know, man. What are they doing now? Are they racing for pink slips, like, on the edge of the Grand Canyon? <laughs> they better be racing for pink strips on Saturn's rings. That's the only way that... <laughs> that that'd be awesome. He's like, don't open your door. The, the poisonous gases, they'll kill you in an instant. He's and like, you don't know me, man. Squad. He's like, no, Donnie. Donnie, why did you race the Japanese on Saturn's rings? They're a crazy crime syndicate, Donnie. He's like, didn't you know you're not in control unless you're out of control? And what's more out of control than racing in zero G? This car has 900 horsepower, which is actually not enough for it to break Earth's gravitational pull. <laughs> He's like, I think if I ramp it just right. What about re-entry, Donnie? I'm going to worry about re-entry when I come back. Yeah, I well, know. That's literally when you have to yes, worry about that's, it. That's when it would be a problem. You should probably consider it right now before. Oh, he already blasted off. <laughs> he's already gone. Reentry. It's son. okay. Look at these he's rims. Vin Diesel. He's like, don't worry, I got Ludacris riding shotgun. He's on the gauges. We just got to hit the angle. Right. Oh, he's burnt to a cinder. <laughs> we found know, this man. one speck of dust. We believe it is the combined remains of both Ludacris and Vin Diesel. <laughs> we will enshrine it for future generations. So they, they just put it next to the Washington Monument. Two of our country's greatest heroes. <laughs> you can't race around Jupiter. That planet's like ten times as big as Earth. It will take you 30 years to circumscribe it. I, I mean, I don't know if you know this, but there's like a permanent storm going on on that planet. <laughs> He's like, oh, he just turns yeah. on his windshield wipers. Yo, just I looks got at this. you, nods his head. <laughs> the oxygen won't hold out. Your car isn't even sealed. 
<laughs> Yo, what kind of radio stations we get on Jupiter? None. I Don't better worry, bring son. my mixtape. I got that satellite radio. <laughs> yeah, he's got the XM in his space car. It's actually it's just a Honda Civic. <laughs> but instead of flames, it's got like a, a comet going across the hood. This is this is a plot for Five Fast, Five Furious. <laughs> oh man. I wonder what they're gonna do now that now that they broke the trend. I don't even remember what was the third one called? Was it just Fast and the Furious, Tokyo Drift? I think so. There was no three? Hmm. Because the, the most recent was just Fast and Furious. Yeah. And I was like, well, maybe it's... Because the Fast and the Furious assumes that there's more than one person. I guess if it's just Fast and Furious, you kind of get the impression really that it's just fast, one guy. Furious? I yeah. Mean, I guess I blocked that out of my mind. <laughs> That's what started that awesome joke. <laughs> three Fast I need three to know when, when they're going to make a sequel to Torque. Oh, man. Hopefully never. I don't know. It's like, for a while, the racing thing was pretty big. I wonder what the plot of 4 Fast, 4 Furious was. Because, like, the first one, I, was he was like an undercover cop or something. I think he still uh, is that. I, I distinctly remember hearing a radio trailer that says, this is where my jurisdiction ends. And then Vin Diesel says, this is where my jurisdiction begins. Oh, my. <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs> There were guy, there were writers up for thirty five hours trying to figure that line out. They were like, I, I don't know. I, it's like the streets are, you know what I mean? Like if you've ever been out, I have been outside in the dark in neighborhoods that will will say they contain a fair amount of ne'er do wells. The cop presence, it's it's not that strong. So it's almost as if there's a a sort of a new control. A new jurisdiction. A new jurisdiction. <laughs> That's what the cops call it, right? That's a word I've heard used in the past. <laughs> so maybe, maybe I'm gonna give you a ticket for driving too fast, and then Vin Diesel says, "No, I'm gonna give you a ticket for driving too slow." And it's like, I right, no, that's not that's not quite it. That's good. <laughs> I think actually, maybe we might have used that in Too Fast, Too Furious. <laughs> how I mean, like, is how is this cop still on the force? Uh oh. I don't know. Was something shrieking at you? No, it's Kathy's phone. You should listen to some Gwen Stefani. Is that Kelly Clarkson on the ringtone? No. Since you've been gone. Oh, you know man. it's Kelly Clarkson. Some Amy Winehouse. Amy Winehouse? <laughs> that did not sound anything like Amy Winehouse. I, I, can't, I can't hear and anything. Totally I, overrated. Yeah. Well, there's that. It's like, this is great. Have you guys heard about this new strung-out British chick that sounds like black people from 30 years ago? It's awesome. I know. I've, I've actually only heard one Amy Winehouse song ever. I guess that's the benefit of growing up and not really listening to the radio anymore. Don't worry, you didn't you miss really much. Have, yeah, you don't really have to suffer through the dregs of pop culture. You can just have that stuff distilled down the only until problem- you discover since you've been gone. Yeah, exactly. And you're like, that's all right. <laughs> I don't really need these other songs now. I've got this one. Uh, I don't even know if she's really that bad. I just hate seeing pictures of her because she looks mm-hmm. like, I don't know. Like a crack addict? <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. It's, it's like, like nobody who's that rich should look like that. 
Or people should just stop going to her concerts because all they do is buy her more crack. It's like, people, stop enabling Amy Winehouse. You can <laughs> see how jacked up she is. The problem is the, the proceeds from one concert would buy her an almost limitless supply of crack. It is the cheapest of the cheap drugs. Except yep. apparently there's an even cheaper drug in Mexico now called Paco. Yeah. It's like what they don't <laughs> use in actual cocaine and then like rat poison. I was going to say, do they just mix the, like, cocaine runoff with paint? Yeah. <laughs> like, just paint thinner and cocoa chaff. I didn't even know that, like, coca had a chaff. Yeah. But apparently it does. It's like, ooh, this messes you up, man. It's the only drug where you can die without overdosing. Yeah. It's like really just using it. In fact, not even you. Just being around it may be enough to kill you. Knowing about it is probably sufficient. It's dangerous. They oh, had some, there was, like, some infamous uh, internet thing a long time ago. Heard about it on some podcast where, like, some kids on, like, a something awful forum or something like that convinced a kid that there was a drug that was made by fermenting your own crap. No way. And then, like, had him take videos of him doing it. Um, but what the really good part of the story <laughs> is that, like, Fox News picked up on it. And then re- was reporting it as if it was some sort of epidemic. Well, that Fox kids were all huffing their own retarded. shit. Yeah, they're all <laughs> crap. Oh, man. Fooled you, Fox News. Lol. I don't know. I don't know if I have anything else to say about video games. I haven't gotten back to Demon Soul, and I would really like to. Um, well, Demon Soul doesn't reason, have co op. It's going to be really hard to. Uh, Go back to that until Grotz is bored. Have you tried throwing some plants versus zombies at her again? See if she'll <laughs> yeah, pick that well, up. I mean, she's probably playing it right now. We had a, a brief flirtation with Bookworm Adventures, but we haven't actually bought it yet. I did see that she uh, she was playing that the other day. Yeah, we were we were trying out the demo. Oh, that's pretty fun. It's like it's like Scrabble, but it's it's like versus. Well, it's not even like versus Scrabble. You take all this time to spell out a word to hit the enemy, and then the enemy just hits you. What? It doesn't seem fair. Like, they don't have to go through the whole word thing. They just get their attack. Well, they are a computer, Dave. Uh, you give them any number of letters, and they can pretty much formulate all the words that are made with those letters. That's the problem. I have a fairly good vocabulary, but I am not exactly what you would call patient. <laughs> So I just see, like, the first three-letter word, and I'm like, ah, let's just use that. <laughs> Even if the three-letter word is part of, like, a... Like, it's like, we have enough words to... Like, we, we spelled stupid, but we could have just spelled stupendous. <laughs> it's like, I... A what? That would take forever to type in. No, you are. That doesn't even but make the, sense. So's your face. <laughs> Guess we uh. could end it at that. Sure. I'll put the stop on this. Let's go. A rock and roll podcast. Otronic. Yo. Speaking what? of podcastatrons, or really, that just made me think of it. Screw the Parsec Awards. <laughs> if I had any, um, if I had any stake in the Par- Parsec Awards, I would probably care that we were yeah. not selected. I guess. I just, I'm not I, even 
Did people just vote on that? Is that how that works? I, I have even, honestly I no idea it. how the awards are distributed. It seems like voting would really be the only fair way to do that since there's not like an established podcast authority. Yeah. <laughs> the king of podcasts. Yeah, he, he, he the Pope it. of Podcasts. He sends out his papal degree decree. Kiss yeah. my ring. <laughs> um I I mean if it wasn't for the fact that it took me about 15 minutes to cut together our submission, I wouldn't have even done it. Um, so, I mean, it's not, <laughs> I don't really feel bad that we were not gifted with an internet award. This is like yeah. in, the, in the early days of web pages where websites would distribute awards that were just gifts that said, this website has won this award. <laughs> And people mm-hmm. would post like columns upon columns of gifts of the various pointless internet awards they had won. I'm not ashamed to admit it. I had an image on my website that said, programmed entirely in notepad. And I was like, I'm a badass. <laughs> but I mean, I think it's, it's almost worth it that we lost the Parsec Awards because the story about the, the person that got, I guess, fifth place. I don't know if they're ranked is almost too funny. And to tell people who don't know, the fifth place winner in the anime podcast section of the Parsec Awards was a furry podcast that had nothing to do with anime. Might have had something to do with Star Trek because it was called Star Rabbit Tracks. I don't know what that means. Maybe it's about space rabbits. (laughs) How do you even have a furry podcast? What do you just talk about? Hey, I'm really creepy and I do things that are appalling. Well, I, I mean... Um, there was this great article on a on a WoW news blog we read from time to time, uh, where it was like furries who play World of Warcraft, but it had nothing to do with World of Warcraft, and everything about how this guy identified personally as an anthropomorphic hermaphroditic dragon. And he's like, well, you know, for some people they just like dressing up in the suits, and it's just fun. But some of us are, we're actually pretty sure that we are anthropomorphic hermaphroditic blue dragons. Uh, he made that assertion? I think that that's like psychotic. Yeah, well, it's the they same thing with like out in the, the other kins who think they're actually Cloud Strife. That's an <laughs> issue. That, like, that, is, that is not a badge of honor, nor is it, like, that you will only find that to be an impediment when you go out into the real world. Because I know you're How 15 you even- right now and it sounds cool. I mean, how do you? I mean, you think that'd be a pretty simple test to like figure it out? I mean, I guess you could be. Can I cast a uh, spell? <laughs> do do that? you look down and see two different sets of dragon genitalia? <laughs> if the answer is no, you're probably just a normal human nerd. Yeah. Well, it's the spirit of the person within them, Joel. They just—it's like they—they they were just born in the wrong body. Is the issue? The the problem is there is no way for them to achieve that body. Yeah, this isn't so even an issue like, like a, transgendering. You can't be a dragon. <laughs> it's just it's no amount sort of, of hormones. It's a, it's a dead end, surgery. really. There, there's yeah. no avenue to pursue. <laughs> uh, but anyway, Besides, so this, so the the podcast that won was a furry podcast. It wasn't an anime podcast, and I think it's worth it that we lost because the explanation they gave for why a non-anime podcast won an anime podcast award was like, well. Somebody submitted it under the anime podcast category, and then they were like, "Nah." So we were like, well, all right. <laughs> They're like, 
they like talked to the podcast guys. They were like, so you want to change your nomination category? They were like, no, eh, whatever. Anime is good enough. So we were like, all right, you're an anime podcast and here's your award. Wow. Which I, I think yeah, that's, I, I that's guess pretty that funny. That the award would have been meaningless had we won it. Yeah. Well, not that it would. I've like known that for a long time. Wouldn't be wasting our time or wasting their time, really. Wasting everybody's time. But, you know, Truly. it is the internet, so it's not that yeah. crazy a concept. Oh, man. Anyway, what's happening? I don't know. I feel like we should, uh, we should almost use this one. As the anime podcast, so we can burn as much time possible. Because I'm not sure how much I have to say about that anime show. Okay, that's fine. Uh, what what other... To- oh, on the topic of other shows to watch, not only did Spank Minister made, make a post about this in the forums, but somebody sent us an email about it, too. Apparently, the Ninja Gaiden OAVs are off the hook. Like really? They fight, they fight motorcycle riding werewolves at some point. That's that's not a surprise for Ninja Gaiden. I mean, I would expect that level of craziness. I just think that th- this is a this is an anime show we would do well to consider in the upcoming weeks, just from what everybody said to us. Totally. I and want uh, it. Uh, what was I thinking? Oh, we we've been watching uh, now and then here and there because good show. Chris good show. Orr sent it in the care package. Yeah, it's a really good show. Um, the thing that gets me about that is that director only does, like, comedy stuff. And then he makes what? this, like, he makes this really, I don't know, this really weird, like, really good show. But the other stuff he does is, like, Jubei Chan, the ninja girl. Well, I don't know. Maybe, you know, everybody's got the comedy and the seriousness. Like, uh, Beat I'm Takeshi, not, I would Jim actually. Carrey. Well, Beat Takeshi is actually really good at it. If you watch like Kikujiro, that's like a really a really funny movie, but it all, it's also very sentimental. And that's it's pulled a funny off funny movie? What well, parts of the movie re- are funny? There's some really funny parts when like he's staring down various gangsters or whatnot, or when they hang out with the uh the two guys who are like the comedy routine guys. Yeah, I or guess not- a lot of that got wiped out in the crippling sadness. Well, of the yeah, ending. it's also a very sad movie, but <laughs> I'd just say he's a director that can handle these things. Or like at, or even as an actor, at the end he's really funny at the end of Battle Royale. Yeah. Um, where he like keeps not dying, which is something that, you know, that that always sort of tickles my funny bone. Like the guy in Way of the Gun who just he's shot and it seems like he's gonna keep dying, but oh he came back and it's it's a serious movie otherwise. Or well, I don't know. Battle Royale is a complicated movie. Is it serious? In a way, yes. In a way, no. Um, but I just feel like this guy has such an obvious talent for directing really good shows. And I feel like some of it is wasted with the fare that he usually directs. But now and then, here, here and there, it's a really good show. It's really held up for me. I remember yeah, being totally. blown away with that, like, Whenever it came out six or seven years ago, and I was like, "Wow, this is this is a pretty good show," and it continues to be so. It's really, uh, I don't know, it's it's really oppressive, and I think the only thing that makes it sort of bearable is the main character's attitude, because he's such a relentless optimist that 
it gives you something to latch onto in this otherwise horrid world, which, you know, <laughs> in like any other show where they're like, man, life is bad. <laughs> it's like there that is never really truly captured in anime so well or you know, I'm sure there are shows out there that do it, but usually when life is bad, life doesn't really seem that bad. Well, it's like at least you're in space and you have a robot, so things can't be too bad. Um, yeah. But in this show, it's like, well, we're child soldiers, and not only were we captured from our village and forced to watch our family members killed, but like five or six years later, we're forced to do that to the next village. <laughs> that's, that's pretty messed up. That's, uh, that's a lot of shit for an eight-year-old to go through. Yeah, for real. Everybody should uh, should have a greater appreciation for those who suffered under the Lord's Resistance Army. <laughs> uh, so, have you not received that care package from Chris Orr yet? Negative. I don't mm. think he sent it to me. I Maybe mean, he's he usually back. does. I mean, I I believe ADV is in some dire straits. It's too bad. Uh, I was going to send him an email and ask if he was going to show up at Otakon, but I didn't want to pick at any wounds. Um. <laughs> But he sent, the thing is, he sent mostly good stuff. So he sent now and then here and there. He sent Appleseed, which is arguably good. Dude, we think it's good. Yeah. Does anybody I, else's opinion matter? Probably not. So I'm willing, to, I'm willing to buy that. And then he's, what was the other one? Grave of the Fireflies, which is another incredibly oppressive show. What? Yeah, maybe Chris Soar is, like, sending you code. He's trying to it's break like, our spirits. No. Just the, the sadness at ADB. Oh, he can't pick anything else. So it's like, uh, so it's an actual code, like a coded message. He's yeah. like, get me, get me out of here. <laughs> we, Keeps he, on but as if to, to show that, that Carpenter he, song. Don't you remember you told me you love me, baby? <laughs> <laughs> to show he still remembers our forte, however, uh, he did send us a show called Colorful. Which I believe is one of the most wretched shows ever produced. Yeah, I think I remember hearing about Colorful when it came out. That's an old oh, yeah, one, like right? Yeah, like a long time ago. Like That's one of the, the first... They, they did some something different with the packaging where everything was lateral as opposed to vertical. <laughs> I have no idea. Like, sure, maybe. I, um, I mean, it is cited here. Anime on DVD is quoted as saying, WTF? Question mark, exclamation point. And if you can get anime on DVD to say WTF, then there is something going on with your show. But <laughs> to read the copy, good. two horny college slackers, a beautiful professor, the frustrated TV reporter, a sexy track star, he tempted the coach, and the high school gorilla. What? The size of the Empire State Building? Okay. These are a few characters from the wacky, sexy, irreverent world of colorful. Wait, Over wait, go back to the sexy track star. Yeah. What, you don't want to hear more about this sexy gorilla? Look at that jumpsuit. <laughs> Over 50 Are vignettes of men, women, and the pants? pursuit of, well, you'll just have to see. From hotties on subways and perverted cabbies to panty-obsessed video geeks, sexy mall babes, and the furry phenomenon. Colorful is a racy, deranged, and hilarious dose of animated Viagra. Yeah, that sounds like the worst thing I've ever heard in my life. Who writes this copy? <laughs> Someone needs to just send me $20 and a copy of the DVD. Joel, they actually want to try to sell the show to someone. You hand in your copy. It's like, this show sucks. Don't buy it. 
here's a list of shells you should buy instead. <laughs> Joe, we can't put that on the back of the box, but it's Your true. Your list only includes Cowboy Bebop. We yeah. don't even sell that. <laughs> Listen, whose problem is that? I'm just trying to protect the audience. Yeah, exactly. It's not my fault you failed to pick up on the greatest show of all time. Joe, I think I can't what wait you need... For the... Has there, had there been a Cowboy Bebop backlash? Uh, I, I feel like in some small respect, yes. Uh, any, after any extended period of time, anything that is thought of as really good, some people would be like, nah, wasn't really that good. I feel like that never happened, and appropriately so, because that really is just the best thing that ever happened. Yeah, it, it really was really, really good. <laughs> but whatever. That would be my copy for Colorful. Maybe I should I should just like rate things in percentages of Cowboy Bebop. <laughs> Colorful Nothing. is roughly like <laughs> negative thirty seven. One to the negative ten. Which is really only I guess that's just a tenth. I probably should have said that it's point one Cowboy Bebops out of a scale of one hundred Cowboy Bebops. <laughs> Nothing could ever actually reach a hundred. It's that for Cowboy Bebop. It's true. And even then, you know, the movie only got really ninety seven episodes. <laughs> like the cowboy one and maybe mushroom hunting. Right. Um, I feel like instead of being the copy writer, you should be the guy who puts the DVDs in the cases. I know that's probably done by machine, but instead of a DVD, you could put plastique in the case <coughs> set to like a detonator that would go off when you opened it. In fact, maybe just that's like... what's going on now. Hold on. Let me shake the case. It sounds like there's a DVD. But there, Open there, it. there's something sliding around inside of it. All right, if transmission cuts off, hold you'll on. Know. I definitely, I definitely don't have to make a call to Chris Orr to tell him that our secret plan has been revealed. <laughs> yeah. that's, he's that's on to us. It, Pull out, baby bird, baby yeah. bird. This is Mama Hen. <laughs> baby bird, this is Mama Hen. The, the worm. rooster corral. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> the worm is on to us. But but oh, anyway, yeah. what what did we watch? Shikabane Hime. Yeah. This is going to be one of those weird shows, because this show is actually kind of good. Well, the problem is that it's all right. And I was like, shows that are all right do not go over well in podcast land. <laughs> There's enough to talk about. There's so much weird crap going on in this show. So the, first of all, uh, you've got a dead schoolgirl running around assassinating the resurrected spirits of other dead people. With Mach 10s. You got to mention the Mach 10s or Mac 10s. Because oh, yeah. That is her spiritual weapon, is a pair of Mac 10s. Which I frankly love. Yeah, I, 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 I can endorse that. It's like none of this bleach, oh, I'm a spirit death god now, and we've all got swords, and my sword's like one of them accordion things, and I'm a. No, none of that crap. <laughs> Wait, you know, it's used to kill spirits. Sword? He's like. Slash, 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 slash. It's like, oh my god, he's destroying me with polka. His, his, his soul partner is like a tiny monkey with symbols on its hands. Yeah, totally. But yeah, this one, uh, the, yeah, she doesn't have any of that crap going on. All she's got is two blazing hot Mac 10s that she used well, to gelatinize dead things heads I, c I can't think of the exact word for it it's very like sort of low-key there's nothing uh spiritual about her weapons i guess yeah like they, they don't romanticize them it's like all right welcome to day one of being a recently resurrected dead person here's your here's your steel 
Yeah. They just put them on the counter. It's like, go to work. It's none of this like, these Mac-10s are imbued with the soul of your mother and father. Yeah. They shoot bullets of spiritual essence. I feel like everybody else who ever fights spirits should really be taking notes from this show. Like all those monks from Doomed Megalopolis. Yeah. They're like, oh, all right, guys. Sticks. <laughs> we, got this, we got this training video from the people over in, like, Kyoto Prefecture. <laughs> I think they've got some good pointers. All right, so this is when the spider demon attacked us. You see how we've all got bow staffs? You see how she's spitting acid? That didn't we work. We got totally wrecked. Now let's go to the video. All right, she's fighting a giant spider demon with wings who thinks it's a vampire. And she just shot it in the head. Like a million now, times. What should what did she do that we didn't? Did she uh believe in herself? No, probably Atari, not. You're fired. Get the fuck I out. See, I mean, well, she seems kind of depressed most of the time, but that's okay cuz she still gets uh, the job done. Like, do we have to do we have to die and be resurrected? You're a sissy, so I'm pretty sure you would come back as a sissy. Yeah. Making it impossible for you to be as cool as she is. That's Next the question. problem. The people who tend to get resurrected usually aren't such a huge bitch. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, go ahead and try it. Uh, it's going to work out for us either way. I know. See, in order to be resurrected, you have to have, you know, you have to be tough. I mean, you have to have balls, really. Do you have balls right now? I didn't uh, think so. I don't, maybe. <laughs> Everybody look at him. Everybody look at him and point. All right, drop your pants. Time for your shaming. <laughs> it's okay yeah. if you got to cry. The one thing that, like, this show doesn't, I, the action sequences in the show are pretty cool. Like, they do some kind of kooky animated stuff sometimes, but not that frequently. And everything is basically just a lead up to somebody getting, you know, flipped at <laughs> and then having their head... <laughs> The crap Frappe shot the out bullets. of them. Yeah. Well, I really like in the first episode, she's fighting the spider flying vampire guy on top of a building, and she just rams him into that giant billboard. The, it's like, like wait, giant. It's I, not even a billboard. It's like a giant electric water tower. She's like, I've got a plan that's just crazy enough to work. I'm gonna run up and shoot him. The yeah, well, like, that's whoa, the thing. Whoa, it's like whoa. the like whoa. slamming him into the giant. Water tower full of electric lights and crashing down to the street. That's not what was going to kill him. That was just flair. Yeah. <laughs> that was like a combo bonus in Devil May Cry. Yeah. Triple S. Because, like, the only, the only way you can kill him is by destroying the head or tearing the body to pieces. And so far we've seen only destroying the head. So she knocks him off the building and rides him down while shooting him with the Mac-10s. So that's pretty cool. That is super dope. I could stand the, the action scenes like being a little, a little longer, but, you know, in these days, with the state of animation, I guess you have to take what you can get. Well, I mean, it, I don't know. I feel like the action is a nice counterpoint to everything else that's happening in the show because this show could definitely go off the deep end. Now, I haven't watched all of it yet. But it is on the Hulu, so I'm gonna. Yeah, it's and right there. So far, you've got the the chick who is the resurrected chick with the Uzis, and her totally sissy uh, male. I don't even know what you want to call her counterpart. You don't. He doesn't really have a role in the show other than crying like a little girl when well, dead people die. The um, 
the basic idea is that when a person dies with a lot of um, unfulfilled business, they they come back as one of these evil spirits. And once in a while, you get one of these evil spirits that's actually a good person. And the good person, it's their job to kill all the evil ones so they get to go to heaven. Um, and there's this group of monks that watch over this thing. And it just so happens the guy, the monk that watches over the main, char- or the main girl, um, also runs an orphanage. And that's where the main character comes in. He's some orphan that is just old enough to leave the orphanage. And the main character is, yeah, he's sort of a bitch. And he's there to provide, like, the emotional counterpart. Because the chick's all like, I don't feel sad. I just killed the souls of three babies who came back to life because they, f- they hadn't played enough during their life. And then they were killed in a horrific bus accident. And he's like, you can't kill that evil baby. And she's like, watch me. And he's like, but this crayon drawing she gave me, it's so sad. <laughs> Oh no, the crayon drawing that my friend gave me that's of her when she was still alive. What why it's like she's like, What I can't hear you. She's holding one arm out, shooting the babies as she's talking to. What I can't hear you over all the gunfire. What? I said she would attack me because she still has human You were you're you're firing the gun. Just stop firing the gun for she's like, What? I can't hear you. I can't stop firing the guns. The baby's body hasn't been completely disintegrated yet. (laughs) I don't want to leave any traces of the baby. There's some raw things in that episode, too. Because when the the three babies combine into their super form, like a Sentai show, and then they, like, pick the chick up and start ripping her hair out, I was like, oh, whoa. That's pretty intense. And they're like, we just want to play. Play, play, play. And I I was like, dude, you're seeing them do that. Like... When they die, you can feel sad because they died, but then they come back as an evil spirit, and it's not them anymore, man. It's like a zombie. You gotta shoot your friends if they turn into a zombie. That is not your mom, dude. Just because if the zombie could pretend like it was a nice little girl so you would save her from the spirit that was gonna murder her, but then while you were in the convenience store getting her a sashimi roll or whatever... It killed a drunk dude walking down the street. Like, <laughs> that's not cool. People shouldn't do that. That drunk guy was just chilling. Well, you know that, like, the whole point of that guy is going to be, oh, I can bring I can bring peace to the Shikibane, you know? Yeah. If we, I can be a spiritual investigator. It's like, really? Who cares? Just kill him. One of them is eating people. Another <laughs> one... You. Yeah, I don't. His whole, I, I just, I never really got his point, or at least I haven't gotten his point so far. Because um, really, he's been attacked by one. Yeah, he should know. I mean, he's been, he's been attacked by at least one. He's at he's been in the vicinity of pretty much all of them. I guess they do bring up that he's fearless. So maybe he's like his compassion makes him fearless. Maybe he's dead inside. He also has a talking cat sidekick, which. I'm not sure if I missed an explanation for that. But no, there's, that cat just he, starts showing up and leading him to the he Shikibane. Doesn't, he doesn't seem that weirded out by the fact that he's hanging out with a telepathic cat. like That has a penchant for phasing through windows. 
Yeah, I mean, I don't know, dude. Like, I guess he's not really that freaked out when the dead people start showing up. So maybe, maybe he's been inured to it by the the talking cats of the world. <laughs> That's always possible. That third episode with the uh, the doctor and all that. Yeah. When I was watching that, and they thought that the baby was the demon, I was really hoping it was a baby demon. <laughs> <laughs> I would be like, yes. Evil baby, bring it together. They're so creepy. Well, there already was an evil baby episode, though. Well, they they were evil little kids, yeah, but they weren't a baby. <laughs> like they were like six years old. I wanted an evil baby, like in Dead Space, which was like so <laughs> over the top. It was like, well, we had these babies in jars or something. I don't I don't know why we keep so many babies around. Um, and they sprung tentacles out of their back and then flung spines at you like a porcupine. Freaking babies. Yeah, I hate them. Normal well, babies like the... are already creepy enough. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But well, I, what was I, really I... creepy about the, the little kid episode, did you notice how they would... they First of all, they had like these weird hydrocephalic heads that were all distorted. And then they didn't yeah. have any legs. They ran like monkeys, except... Instead of having two legs on the bottom, they just had a spine. Yeah. They're like little yeah. hustling was, tripods. Whew. Was, <laughs> um, I mean, I don't know. When she put that kid down, it was like old, le- it was like old yeller. <laughs> like when he was like, no, don't kill the baby. She's, or the, the little kid, she's, she's still, I don't want you to do it. I'm going to cry. And she like, she like turns her head and puts the machine gun out. And it's, it's just like old yeller, except he shoots for like 20 minutes. <laughs> she like empties a whole clip into it. It's not, it's like, all right, baby, we got to take you out back. It's like, stop shooting her. She's already dead. Let her memory rest in peace. It's no. like, I don't know. There's, there's still an arm that's kind of connected to the body. Well, I think this makes sense uh, as to why uh, the Japanese are really into cremation. Yeah, I would be you don't burning want them everything to come back as one of these. Yeah, yeah for real. We I thought would... it was for space, but no. We have to keep the body has to burn for two weeks after it's dead to make sure it's really dead. Yeah. They lose a fortune on cremation costs, but the murder wane is when way way down. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's totally worth it if you. I mean, really, if it prevents one flying vampire vampire demon from coming back, I mean, the budget has already justified itself. I hear that. I also like. I mean, you sort of feel bad for the other chick who's like a kung fu chick because she doesn't get guns. Where it's like, why don't I get guns? But her kung fu is sweet, even though she's only wonder, used it like though. one time. How could her if her kung fu is that great? Like last time I checked, Mac Ten style is still superior to like Eagle Claw. Well, yeah, that's that's why you feel bad for her. But she's got yeah, some but how sweet does she moves. Even she kicks the crap out of that baby. <laughs> yeah, but like the baby had just thrown a dude like ten stories into a neon sign. <laughs> uh, that chick like must have some cybernetic parts or some crap. Well, I guess we'll find out. Yeah, I guess we will. And I want to know. Because otherwise, she has some super strong stuff. (laughs) Well, she's wearing that tracksuit. Or, like, it's like a motorcycle, like a full motorcycle suit. She's ready. It's like, how come that one gets to wear pants? It's like, listen, don't question. You got the guns, she got the pants. 
As far as I'm concerned, you made out on the deal. <laughs> I also love it how they make a reference to the fact that the the main character is dead and she's decomposing. Maybe. Oh yeah. Where with the like, this is how the dead people smell thing. Yeah. That's a little yeah. creepy. Well, it's I like it's like gonna be the, really uh, weird when he gets the hots for her. <laughs> yeah, which is I hope it is. It seems almost inevitable. Like, given that, you know, she's basically a sentient and moving corpse, uh, the uh, the odds of necrophilia are prohibitively high. Yeah. That's dangerous. I mean, I've been told like, there's a whole bunch of diseases you can get just from having sex with a corpse. <laughs> or maybe just one, but one is enough. <laughs> really? I mean, diseases is what's going to keep you away from doing that? You don't even have to tell me you'd get sick. That's freaking gross. <laughs> yeah. It's like, listen... You're super hot. I know you're not technically dead, but you kind of are. And anyway, the smell is just not working for me. Yeah, it's like if you even get to that point in the justification, you just you're like, "Ooh, you're dead." Like, what do you? <laughs> no. Ew. 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 Just running. <laughs> and then she's just standing there by herself. She's like, "Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> what do I do? No amount of deodorant can cover this up." They didn't it's specifically true. smell say what the smell was. Maybe they just smell really good. Yeah, it's like it's like what well, this is the smell of chi, uh, shikibane, baking chocolate chip cookies. I gotta <laughs> hang out with you guys more often. Why do they even need like spiritual detectors for that? It's like go like. Wait a second! Every bakery in the city is closed right now. There's a shikibane <laughs> dun, nearby. Dun, dun. Yeah, cause, I mean, they just say smell. They don't say bad smell. It's like one of the worst things about being a Shikibane hunter is that you constantly have to have a glass of milk around. You're not really sure why. You just want one always. Yeah. I just say, oh, this is weird. It's just in case. Just in case one of them mutates far enough that they actually become cookies. <laughs> it hasn't happened yet, but we're holding out hope. <laughs> it's, I mean, they've become everything every else. Every night I wait by the phone. <laughs> Oh man, but there—I mean, there are some other bad things about this show. Like the main priest guy is always trying to give his uh, yeah. little brother or whatever stupid like magazines the and like the dolls. magazines. Yeah, yeah. Um, which they, I guess there is a term for those things because they say it a couple times. There's like a specific word for basically perverted anime dolls. Um, I don't know what it was. I did not catch it. Nor did but I. But really even care. then, like he is sort of the worst part about the show. And as far as these shows go, it's kind of chill, which I almost feel bad saying, but, like, you see enough of these shows, and then you see this guy in this specific one, and you're like, nah, it's not that bad. <laughs> yeah. It's, it could be a lot worse. And, I mean, at least they're not, the, the cool thing about it is they're not constantly, like, making reference to the fact that the chick is in a schoolgirl uniform. I mean, yeah. I understand that she still is. And it is not, you know, it is very it gets, obviously supposed to be exploitive. It gets blown apart on occasion, but not to the levels of Ikitosen. Yeah. Like, she's not actually naked by the time the fight is over. Oh, man, talk about a terrible show. Which, by the way, is on Hulu. Yeah. I think it, it might deserve a redux. We need to find out what happens. Why don't we just watch? Like, we could actually just watch Airmaster. That's also on Hulu. 
and be happy oh, with a, a fighting show that has a girl. Yeah, totally. Oh, that's cool. Uh, Airmaster, the issue with it is that the last fight in the show is totally awesome, and it's the last fight in the show. And you're like, what? why wasn't every fight in the show just like that one? Come on. That's unfair. Well, it's a good show. You're complaining show. because the climax was too good? Well, it's just the issue is that the first fight in the show is pretty good, and the last fight in the show is pretty good, but the stuff in between just uses so much slow motion that it kills it for me. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, there's an animated GIF out there somewhere about Airmaster that is, it shows exactly what I'm talking about. Because she's fighting the last dude, he like grabs her by the arm and hammer throws her into a wall. And then like charges forward and knocks her through that same wall. It's, it's a splendid piece of animation. <laughs> Truly, this is what the art form was developed for. Well, what greater expression of human joy is there than throwing oh, somebody so, into a wall like, that you then smash I mean, I guess that's through. just what happens. Like, they, they, they'll dog-ear a certain amount of the budget for the last episode and then just go all out. I don't, I don't pretend to know the, the ins and outs of the business, but that seems to make sense. I mean, that's how a lot of TV works. So it follows that that would be the best one, and... Otherwise, slow motion is a very efficient way to do animation. <laughs> <laughs> well, it does take twice as long. And, yeah. I mean, if it is being done a lot by computers, it's not like you're animating a lot of those frames in between. They have some pretty good fights in the middle, too, where she joins, like, the wrestling league. Those ones are pretty good. It's got a, it's got a totally sweet ending song. An opening song, for that matter. But the ending song is really good. That's like Maxim the Hormone, which was like, Jerry was like obsessed with him before I even knew what Airmaster was. He claims that he said I should have watched that show, but I don't believe him. Because he probably said it in the same breath as like Negima. <laughs> oh, his taste is suspect. <laughs> when we made that video and we tore pages out of his La Fita Mangas. For me to consume with raw egg and malt paste or malt powder for the, the drinking of the blender or the, the blending of the shake. I thought it was where he came home. He was like, yeah, I kind of noticed. I was like, yeah, I figured I'd buy you another manga. <laughs> no, he didn't. Save the, you from yeah. that one. So, yeah. yeah she could that's three Hina. less pages of Love Hina you got to watch, Jerry. <laughs> Shikabane no Hima is, uh, or Hime. It's not that bad. It's pretty good. I would keep watching it. I wish there was a way I could watch it not on Hulu. I, I know there, there was once a way you could watch Hulu on PS3. It never really worked out for us that well, and I think now you cannot. I think don't they, you? You probably have a hookup from your computer that goes to your, your TV. Yeah, I could do that. Um, I mean, I got, a, I got a video it? out. It's just sort of a pain. Well, no, you might actually have... You, does your HDTV have a VGA port on it? Uh, yeah, it does. Do. Yeah, that's so what we just, used to do. That's what we used to do cord. with karaoke. Yeah, we just... Well, the, uh, You know what? Now that I have a, a somewhat better laptop, that would probably be easier to do. Because when we used to try and do it before, my laptop was... Um, it was not widescreen, so it was really hard to get the resolution to work with the resolution of the HDTV. 
Mm. But that's probably actually a possibility now. Ooh, that's that's worth considering because I don't really much like watching stuff on my computer, especially if it's subtitled. My complaint, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't like watching stuff on my computer mostly because it slows down my internet speed. So yeah. Not like I'm ever really doing that much, but I do often have a game going while I'm watching something. So. Yeah, or doing something else, yeah. So I've... Over the years, I've trained myself to be able to read subtitles while I'm doing something else, but I, I do miss out on snippets from time to time. I can't do and it at all. And I, it's not I, like the the story and the dialogue in Chika, yeah. Chikibana no Hime is not exactly gripping. So Most it's not like, anime you know, shows don't really require that they be watched in their original language. You don't really lose a lot. <laughs> but yeah. It was a pretty good show. I, I liked what I've seen of it so far. I have no idea what the public opinion on it is, but I would like to continue watching it to see if it really pans out. Because it's sort of, it's on the brink. It could be good. It could get bad. I guess we'll just have to see. And for once, I might actually continue watching a show that we talk about on this podcast. But I wouldn't hold my breath. Oh, stop it there.